everyone. You're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. Uh, this is Ashley Bienyash. Uh, today is a fun interview day. Last week we had our monthly music wrap up, but today we're here with Color by Numbers. We have Jared and Alex. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey. How, how are you guys? Oh, so good. Good. And you? <laughs> Great. Actually, today is a special day um, because we are now in the third year of the Winnipeg Music Project on the radio. Our anniversary was November 4th, so it's, our third, uh, it's I guess, our two-year anniversary, but we're going into the third year, which is really exciting. I did, honestly didn't think that it would last this long. Um, so, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> You're <awesome>. here. <laughs> uh, so, for everyone who is listening and maybe are unfamiliar with Color by Numbers, could you give us a brief kind of description? Of, or how would you describe your music to someone in the elevator? What's your elevator pitch? Oh, God. That's always a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, good. good. Okay. <laughs> well, nice to, good to meet you. <laughs> this is my floor. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I, I kind of just uh, relate to what bands we maybe sound like. I say, you know, something like Weezer or Sloan with a bit of like 90s influence, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but a little bit more current, I guess, than 90s pop rock music. <laughs> okay, yeah, because on your Manitoba music page, you said uh, nerdy alternative uh, rock. Yeah, that's essentially it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've been called <laughs> like, nerd rock a couple if you, times. If you look nerd at rock. the guys yeah. who are in Weezer and Sloan, that, that's nerd rock. I mean, that's... <laughs> what makes it nerd rock? Because um, we're, <laughs> we're nerds. Is your content nerdy? Um, my mine lyrical? is for sure. Yeah. Jared tries to go for this like kind of cool thing, but I'm just pretty like, <laughs> like unabashedly, <laughs> you know. But it, you're, yeah. it's not so much you're not like nerdy. It's like English nerdy nerd. It's exactly. even it's the worst of all kind of nerds. It's really <laughs> what does that mean? Like like Doctor Who? <laughs> no, like no, just like just, super wordy. Just oh, like like the too many English metaphors, language. You know? Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, more metaphors than you need. In, <laughs> and so, and you're you're okay with that? Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you you don't mind? You don't want to edit? Like this is this is me. This no, is, I'm just being self-deprecating. Oh. I mean, you know, I, mean, I I I. I <laughs> <laughs> you're a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, makes sense. I don't know. We're just nerdy people. You know, I mean, like we're not. I don't think we're trying to be rock stars in the way that we would have thought we would be if we were 19 or something like okay. that. Okay. So you're Whereas, just kind of accepted. You're like, you know what? Might as well embrace it. Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's kind of about trying to accept who we are, I think. Yeah. That's good. Oh, fine. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have Jared and Alex here, um, but who else is in the band who could not be here today? So we've got Mike McDermott, who plays drums for us, and Jesse, mm-hmm. do, Jesse Miller. Jared, do you want to talk about Jesse? Oh, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. He's always uh, away on tour. So fun to have him in the band. <laughs> no, it, you know he's a um, very talented he guitar, very talented musician, and everything actually. But uh, he's always on the road with other bands and stuff. And but it's fine. He's here for the important gigs, and that's what matters. Yeah. But yeah, he plays with several other groups in the city, so he's not always exclusively uh, focused on color by numbers. But mm-hmm. you know, that's we, we respect that. That's fair. Yeah. All right. And as long as it works for you guys, and so maybe you're like in your heart, you're just like. Ugh. Color no. numbers is number one. Yeah, we just we adapt and we're a three piece kind of yeah. thing. That's good. You can make the songs work with three piece. So, so yeah. you're, you're saying you don't really need him. You just have him around. Well, he's he's totally. Totally. Like it's him. like <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Kidding. I love how the, I'm helping with all of this. So, how long has Color My Numbers been uh, been a, a thing? Well, um, for for quite a while, honestly. Like in this uh, lineup with me, Jared, and at least say Mike on drums. I think we're four years now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it all started with this lineup sort of... 2013. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. So four Yeah, years. we played that show at the old Albert that's now closed down. 
Yeah, oh, that was, was the first show. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it's good that it's gone. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, that's good. Um, so, has how, has your sound transitioned since then, or have you always been this alternative rock sound that this um, album that we're listening to today? It's. Yeah, I think it's sort of it's matured a bit. I guess in the last five years, four years. Um, I wouldn't say it's changed though. Like it's it still sounds like us. It's just. Mm-hmm. different because it's we write songs differently now i guess it's more a collaborative process whereas the first few songs we had we kind of everyone brought their songs to the table and sort of just a mismatch of all these different songs mm-hmm. and how did all of you um get together and decide to make this this color by numbers how did you find each other craigslist craigslist yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> do, they do craigslist in winnipeg hi oh yeah maybe yeah? it's there okay uh Great. i guess i met alex in 2009 through a mutual friend I think I met him one night at a bar and I was like, hey, you want to start a band? Because I found out he played piano. I was like, just asked him straight up, like the first thing I said to him probably. Yeah. And he said, yeah. Hello, one of you in the band. My name is Jared. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty close to that. Yeah. Yeah, Actually. Yeah. Um, So this is a long time ago, but Jared and I started jamming at uh, my place on Fleet Avenue and we wrote a few songs together and over a course of time, we started a band and that band fell apart. And then with Mike in 2013, we put together sort of the current well, iteration of Color. Yeah, numbers. I guess so. We recorded an EP, the Color Numbers EP, That's back true. in 2010. Yeah, Is it 2010 or, or 11. I, I think 11, now. and we recorded it here actually. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Like the, at UMFM. Like, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. That's great to hear. Yeah. And that was with Jesse but on that was, drums. Jesse was actually playing drums on that recording. Oh. But see, I don't consider that drummer too. <laughs> yeah, I don't consider that the current iteration of Color. No, numbers. no, but that's kind of when the whole sort of the band started. And since then, we've kept those songs together. So I mean, it's kind of that was sort of the genesis of Color by Numbers, I guess. Because before that, the band didn't really have a name. It was kind of just we, me and Alex, were putting together an EP. And we wanted to record these songs with like a full band lineup, so we got Jesse to play drums on it. Mm-hmm. And then somehow along the way, along the way, somebody decided that we should call the band Caliber Numbers. So we had the band called Caliber Numbers releasing in the Caliber Numbers EP with a single on it called Caliber Numbers. Oh. It was very um, oh. meta. Is that the right. word? And then I don't know. I, I could just be like, <laughs> like typing that in, just like Caliber Numbers, Caliber Numbers on Caliber yeah. Numbers. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Th- that's where the name came from. From the song, yes. Yeah. yeah. The song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, do you still perform that song? Not really. Not really. No? We no. actually just practiced it for the first time like last week. Yeah, turns out like, we still know a it. Few years. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, so why did you pick that song for the uh, title? Well, I mean, really, the the idea actually came about. Well, I even think it before was... that, Jared had this idea that we should make oh, yeah. an album cover that's like a color by numbers picture where you fill in the colors oh. with or fill in the numbers with certain colors. And we would steal crayons from Perkins to sell along with the album. Really? Yeah, yeah there's this... that never happened, but that was no, the plan. That was the plan. <laughs> there was a concept behind it. And so then Jared was like, Well, I'll write the song, color by numbers. So he wrote the song and you know, we never actually put the uh, album art together in that way. So it never materialized, but the, the name just sort of stuck with us since and then. And then I think somewhere we somewhere along the line we were referring to ourselves as a Color by Numbers project. Yeah. And I guess we just kind of dropped the project part. Yeah. And the. And the. And yeah. the. Yeah. Or do you, do you keep the, the Color the? by Numbers? No, we no, don't. Too, words. No. <laughs> yeah. too, many, too many words, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it, it, I just really think that's interesting because it's, it's a cool um, name. I, I, I People know what that means, I, I would assume. Mm-hmm. At least I think. Canadians. Yeah, they seem to. Like, um, like oh, like the painting activity? And yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so then you like you like the album concept and then you wrote the song and then you chose it as an album or yeah. sorry a band name pretty much yeah, yeah. something like that yeah. Yeah. okay and uh so and why what stuck with you to keep it like 
why did you like i think by the time that we sort of like when we actually did decide to sort of stay with the name we'd already released like the ep like had <clears throat> uh had the name on it and stuff and it's kind of just like we didn't want to change the name now it was kind of like people sort of knew i it. mean you know after we've we gained that huge fan following too yeah. we didn't yeah, want to alienate the, the thousands of just fans after playing so. you know o2 stadium and whatnot it's just kind of like yeah can't really change yeah, the name at this now. point yeah, <laughs> yeah at this point like no <laughs> rebranding it, so yeah fair yeah. enough okay so then <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so uh, we started with the song called Robot, mm-hmm. um, and that was written by you, Jared, correct? correct. Uh, what inspired uh, that piece of music? Oh, uh, I don't know. It was so long ago now. I, uh, I don't even remember. I think it's just sort of a general love song, but it was inspired sort of, you heard the popular version of it. There originally was a sort of punkier mm-hmm. uh, idea behind it. I'd been listening to the uh, Japan droids a lot at the time. And I was okay. kind of inspired by that to write something really heavy and fast. And somewhere it became a pop song, mm-hmm. but it works. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you want to do it as like a punk thing? Just because you like their music and you're like, I, I think at the time, yeah, I was a little bit more, I was like 2000. 12 or something so I was a bit younger and a bit more angsty yeah yeah and uh-huh. just like louder heavier music <laughs> were you hoping that the band would go in that direction of being like a punk? you know what actually it, it was written um there's a point where me and alex weren't really like writing music together i was playing in a different band and mm-hmm. that band was a bit more punkier okay so originally so i had wrote it for them what's that you wrote it for sun machine oh yeah we played it a number of times at sun machine yeah. i didn't even know that yeah so and, the, and it sounded it was punkier um, in that band okay. yeah and what, um, what was it like allowing the band to mold it into this poppier rock sound uh it was a <laughs> well it's like we were talking about earlier you know it's like yeah. kind of killing your babies sort of thing right you mm-hmm. kind of have to let it go sometimes and be like, i mean okay, we, well. we were talking about that before we recorded so people were like we yeah. were yeah we were, that's yeah. why i know about all of this <laughs> just kill, not, not really killing your baby not killing your baby sorry it's a it's i like, also work in the film industry and it's a really common expression when it comes to <laughs> letting go of things kill your but, darlings it's a expression. <laughs> to kill them oh yeah really yeah. oh i didn't know that I'm oh gonna, yeah. yeah that'd be actually that'd be a really good song idea our song title um and then so what is the what are the lyrics about is it about robots or is it like a metaphor? Uh, no it's not about robots the robot part is kind of it's about not being able to express your love and so ah. the robot thing is like about being you know having like a robot face and not being able to express yourself it's a metaphor a robot. it's a metaphor yeah, yeah but yeah. can robots love at all like so it's we're getting some really deep topics. i know but yeah. <laughs> we're getting some existential <laughs> stuff right now <laughs> might, might as well um, well yeah i mean like you're saying that they can't express their love, but can they even understand the concept of love? Probably. We're musicians, okay, <laughs> Ashley. I don't know why you're asking us. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just. I just think that's um. That's no, really it's a good question. I think uh, you know, one day I think robots will understand what it's like to love, Maybe. but that might be like 200, 300 years from now. Mm-hmm. You think? Probably. Maybe I don't know. Sarah. Have you seen uh, ro- what was that? The that movie that just came out. Um. There's a lot of ones about robots. iRobot. <laughs> iRobot. Anyway, like a decade ago. I would like to think that it's in the near future, and then ro- robots get their own citizenship, and they become people, and they have There their was own a babies. robot who was just given a citizenship. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. It's, uh, I can't remember what the name of the robot is, but recently in- In, in uh, what country? Japan? Dubai, I think. Oh, okay. Oh. was given a- Yeah, right? Dubai of is all the country. Wow. They or are the future. The city, whatever. United Arab Emirates. That's the one. Yeah, I know I was going to say the name of the country wrong, so that's why I said Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. This robot was given a citizenship because it was like interviewed on air and like uh, answered all these questions that weren't like scripted or anything. And yeah, wow, I'm gonna Google that later. Yeah, someone remind someone remind me to Google that because I'm not gonna remember. But that's really cool. Um, so this is kind of a good segue. What is your individual songwriting 
processes. I know that you said in recent songs you are starting to be more collaborative, uh, which is exciting. But before that started coming into play, how would you write your songs and then bring them to the band to work on? Well, I think like everything's an evolution. And we started, uh, Jared and I have been playing for a long time. We were kind of in this like mm-hmm. Neil Young folk rock kind of thing. But that sort of passed. Sorry, I'm just distracted because Jared's like videotaping me right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Got to do the social media, media yeah, thing. Yeah, if you want to know what they're taking a picture of, go to their social media and you'll find it. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> um, but when we started playing with Mike, I think it took a little while, but we all sort of started to figure out each other's sort of our collective sound. Like we figured out collectively what we were as a band. And that's sort of where I put that label nerd rock on us. Um, mm-hmm. And at this point, I think what happens more is that we write songs kind of with an idea of how it might sound as a band kind of thing. Like, I'll write a song, and I'll only sort of suggest it if I think it will work for Colored by Numbers. And if it won't work for Colored by Numbers, I won't... You'll save it for your secret solo project. Uh, Precisely, yeah. Yeah, Which is coming along as well. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) Your your Elton John ripoff album, right? Your big piano ballad album. Yeah. Yes. That that would actually be fantastic. That is actually what I'm working on, kind of. It actually is. Is is this the rock opera that we're... No, the rock opera is a separate. That's a totally different project. There's a lot of stuff going on. We keep busy. Okay. Yeah. So you, when you're writing, you're like, okay, I can hear the drums kind of going on or or are you even you don't really know where it's going would you still kind of bring it hoping that everyone else would be able to jump that's in? right yeah. yeah like you kind of have the the basic idea for the song and how it could work and then present it and then it takes on its life as everybody contributes and it's a give and take you know so you have to be uh okay with things changing and that's not always easy but no, it's, it's something that i think that we we do pretty well like we're a fairly democratic band so we do have a pretty good working relationship, I think, where we're able to make, we're able to turn our songs into like actual pieces of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you say by the final project product, mm-hmm. uh, would it be a very improvised kind of sound like everyone does their own little thing and it's kind of different every time? Or do you have like, no, these are the notes, these are the beats? It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty the second, yeah. the second one. It's, okay. I mean, it sometimes takes a few run-throughs of a song and a few weeks of working at it to kind of figure out what everyone's going to be doing. Like, I know Jesse often will improvise parts for like a month or two before he finds the part that he thinks is the best for the song, which is good because sometimes like if you stick with the first thing you do, it's kind of like maybe that's not the best mm-hmm. thing for the song. Maybe if you keep trying things, something better will show up. So Yeah, yeah. and then so by the time to, uh, it goes into the recording process, that's the sound or you, you, could you still even be working on it further? Usually at that point, I think we've got it down mostly, yeah. but okay. maybe there's certain things that are still being worked out. But like we definitely like demoed most of the songs before we recorded them to make sure we knew what we were going to record. Yeah, but we still yeah tried some stuff in the studio to see what would work. But we're and... we're not a jam band. No, not you know, really. like we don't no. jam really. Like we no we, fun. No fun. We no. don't have All fun <laughs> when we practice. No, no, but we're not like a kind of like you not know fish. like a extended solos kind of band or anything no. like that. Why not? It's just yeah, not, not our thing. I don't know why not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be in your next album, just like totally different. Although we do, well, yeah. we do actually have a lot of long solo sections where Jesse will improvise solos. So that's not to say we don't have solo sections. Like 1982 yeah. does have like a two and a half minute solo or whatever it is. Which we're going to hear next in a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Okay. So. Would you say that your songwriting is more harmonically or melodically driven? Do you, is it follow like the song idea? Like, do you have like the lyrics and like where it's going to go? Or are you like, hey, I like this chord progression. Let's work with it. I, that's probably you know where me and Alex actually really differ in songwriting because I'm definitely a lot more um, sort of harmonically driven, I guess, in terms of what chords I'm going to put into a song and yeah. 
sort this of. This is punk. Yeah, it's like okay, so these are the chords <laughs> in this key. These are the ones I can use. I don't want to use anything else. Yeah. And you know, like vocal melodies are usually never very complicated. It's kind of just like okay, follow the root notes. Maybe sing a fifth or a third or something. Okay. Um, whereas Alex, on the other hand, will have like you know every chord possible in just the chorus of a song. It's true. Our <laughs> style is different that way, and my songs can also have definitely the melodies can be a little bit more uh, I think you, all over you the definitely place. write your vocal melodies first often I imagine and then kind of figure out your chords afterwards eh? I wonder something if something like that maybe, maybe. because, you're, because <laughs> you're more you're more I guess I guess colorful with your chord colorful with your <laughs> choices uh, I think it's probably the piano player in you yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Like, because I play bass and color by numbers primarily, but I do play piano as well, and it's mm-hmm. one of the instruments that I probably, I guess, learned probably first. That many, I, I don't know. It's hard to say what my main instrument is or whatever, but I think having so that talented. <laughs> I, yeah, and I realized that I I'm sounding as I'm saying it. I'm the only one in the band who doesn't. I don't want to talk about myself anymore. But what I was trying to get at was that that understanding of like chords and and whatnot definitely helps me as a songwriter in a yeah. different way. And you write yeah, a lot of your songs sure. on piano to begin with, right? I so do, I mean, That yeah. definitely I'll is going to translate the differently. Chords. Yeah, I'll come up with the chords on piano, and I'll write the words or whatever, and I'll be like, here, band, here's a song, here are the chords, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there will be no piano in the song anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that, so you, you write... Keys. You write for keys, and there there used to be this old argument that if the song sounds good on piano and it can be tr- it can be transposed to uh, band, it's going to be a good song. Right. I don't know how true that is, but um, you have keys in or piano sounds in your album, like the recorded stuff. Yeah. 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 Why, why did you decide to include it in in the album but not have it in the live shows? Well, I mean, it's partly a function of. We only have so many people to play so many instruments. Jesse, yeah, Jesse's kind of our like multi-instrumental guy. Like he plays guitar and he plays a bit of synth here and there, but he's he's pretty much primarily focused on. Synth. I think the uh, the biggest factor is there's just not enough space in our jam space for a fifth person. <laughs> Plus, then we'd have to split our proceeds from right, yeah, gigs by five instead yeah. of by four. So you know, there's the whole economic factor. Do you as well. need that many guitars? We only have two guitars. Yeah, I play can bass. You, could you just but, have one guitar? Um, well, maybe, but then Some, you're, the see, are you trying to fire Jesse? No. <laughs> We've already had this conversation. <laughs> Poor Jesse's going to hear this. No, I didn't mean that. Thunder he, he, Bay or could, something. he could play a different instrument. Well, yeah, but I'm not sure that I don't know. I'm, I'm be honestly best suited on another. Instrument. Don't listen to me in the, <laughs> my suggestions. I no, have, it's, it's good. Uh, it's it's good just talk. the piano person in me is just like he's on. And best. I think we would love to have a piano player. It's just a matter of finding a person and yeah. yeah, organizing. Like it's already hard enough to get the four of us together one night a week and like to try to get a fifth person in on it. And I think it's just the way this project is. Yeah, you know, is that I play bass here and like mm-hmm. that's good. Bass is a pretty important instrument. So too. then to go back to my question, why are there keys in the album? Because they sound good, I guess. Is That's actually, yeah, it's, you know, it's <laughs> that is a that, good question. I actually, yeah. it's something I kind of realized like a long time ago. Because I used to be kind of of that sort of mindset where it's like, whatever you play live, that's what the recording should be. Like, why yeah. do you have a piano if you don't have a piano in the band? But then you kind of realize that recording and a live show are two totally different monsters. And that you shouldn't let a recording suffer just because you don't have that instrument in the band. You know, if mm-hmm. you don't have a piano, but it sounds good in the song, put it in there anyways, you know, because it's going to make it sound yeah. better. So That's fair. That's probably the that's reason the why it's in there. That's yeah. mm-hmm. the philosophy, yeah. Like, what's the it, best least. album we can make? Yeah. Is it, does yeah. it sound better with uh, a Hammond organ in it? If so, then there's a Hammond organ yeah. in it. Yeah. If we have access to one. 
I've had a couple of people on the show be like, yeah, well, there's organ in this song because it just that was the kind of like background sound just adds to it. And yeah. I think that's kind of important with your because if you want to sell your album, like it's not going to sound exactly like your live show. No. Um, but it'll be something that you can take away from it. And if they enjoy that, maybe you might not have the keys there. But it's a, it's a two totally different experiences. So they should invest in both. Exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> they should <laughs> buy the seat album and then come to the live show and pay money and come see. And I think, our, I think like the live yeah. the live versions of the song don't really suffer from not having those parts either. I think there's a certain energy on stage and the, the songs become a bit more rockier i guess when mm-hmm. they're live so it translates better for the live show mm-hmm. wonderful that's great i love when i love when bands can do that when they can have like a really strong album and a really con- not necessarily contrasting but exciting and um almost different live show so congratulations on that so in august of this year yeah, uh, <laughs> you're welcome um in august of this year specifically august 11th you released your album among the stars congratulations um we actually did play it on the monthly music wrap-up in august so we got to hear um that song that we did, we did it, it all. all we did it all thank you yeah. um we're not gonna hear that today but um what is what was your decision to um create this album why did you decide that okay, now we're ready to record and now we're going to be making a commercial product uh it's just time. It's just time. <laughs> how did, yeah, you, know, how did you, know, you know it was time? It was, I, I guess, because like we were saying, the first album that we did was more just these songs me and Alex had written. We kind of just wanted to flesh them out as a full band sort of thing. Whereas this was, the new ones are songs we've written as a band. So okay. it's a totally different thing now. It just made sense to commit those to recording than to just keep running with the old stuff, you know, and actually have like songs that represent our new sound and our new band better than the old recordings. Because we, yeah. like... I think about a year ago, we stopped playing most of those songs off the first album. Not just, yeah, not on any reason in particular, just that they weren't really us anymore. Yeah, too much. Yeah, and so yeah. and it's been like four years since that initial Color Burner Blues EP. Yeah, correct? something like that. So yeah. why wait so long? I don't know. I guess it just took us a while. I mean, maybe we were procrastinators or something. Or maybe you just wanted that sound. Well, I mean, to we did ready. record it like a year ago, and we only really started playing it. It, it seems about the right timeline. I mean, mm-hmm. it does seem like a long time, I guess, when you say four years, but like. We did record the album, like, well, actually a year ago, like, almost now, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, November last year. And we only been playing as that lineup for about two years before that, so I guess it took some mm-hmm. time to find the songs and craft okay. them properly and decide which ones to record and save up the money, obviously. That was mm-hmm. also the other thing. Recording's yeah. not cheap when you want to do it well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want you to think I'm, like, attacking you. I'm just no, genuinely no, no. curious. I, I get it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I think like, it, so why? But I, no, it I, I never really thought about that either yeah. until you mentioned it just now. And so, yeah. Yeah, it actually does kind of make sense. Why. Yeah, it, it, like, it does. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to wait till you had, like, songs that you were happy with. And you did write it in 2016. So, or, sorry, record it. And it would have already been written. So, it, yeah. it does add up. It makes sense. But I'm just curious. Because I know some artists who can pump out an album every single year. And I hope we get better at that. And you know, yeah, but absolutely. I mean, there's something to be said about taking your time with it. Cause like, yeah, you look at someone like, I mean, the big name, Neil Young puts out a new album every year, but there's like, what, one good song every four years that he actually has? Like, I don't know. Some Whoa. of his new songs. Even... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Neil Young is, you know, he's great. He's great and all, sure. but the newer albums are, he's just kind of, I think, recording everything he writes. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Which isn't always the best method. Yeah, but I mean, when you love, if that's if what he you, loves yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I don't think he really needs it to do it for a fan base no, anymore. He does it because he loves it. So yeah. once you get there, you can do whatever you want. I'll stop attacking, I'll stop <laughs> attacking Neil Young. <laughs> I love Neil Young. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. Um, so. We're going to listen to the next song, um, 1982, in just a little bit. Uh, so, Alex, uh, you wrote this song, correct? That is correct. Um, and what, uh, what inspired it? Sorry, my computer's freaking out. Yeah, no problem. Uh, this song was 
kind of uh, it's a story, um, and it was really crafted just from a couple of images. I had a couple characters, and I sort of wanted them to go through some experience together, mm-hmm. and uh, that's basically what happens in the song. Um, yeah, does that answer the question? Oh, wonderful! No, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, my computer just—I think it's going to turn off. So I'm just like, oh no, how are we going to play the music? Um, so you guys are going to be making a music video for this this piece? Yes, in correct? fact, we've already made the music video. You yeah, already made it's, it? It's yes. Been, yeah. Yes. Oh, what we are we've just been it. sitting on it for a while now. What? And, and you, before we started recording, you told me you had this uh, special marketing plan that you planned to, to do with it. Is that true? That is true. What, yeah. So you, we'll see. Uh, what is it? Can you, the plan can you is to can, have. Can you tell me? I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you and, and everyone out in the world there. Yeah. Um, of <laughs> I think we're gonna have like a, a scavenger hunt for the video. So oh. what we're going to do to try to, you know, get the attention to the video is uh, kind of release it in little pieces throughout the internet mm-hmm. and release some hints and clues. And then people will try to find the pieces of the video oh. and put it together. This is Jared's brainchild. It's my, it's so a crazy idea. Yeah. So, I work so in marketing now. So there there will be <laughs> pieces of the album everywhere and then people have to compile it or there, will there be just links to a secret link that you can find? It'll the whole be, thing? I think the idea is we'll have like little short, like one minute clips on one website, maybe ah. like on our website and a one minute clip somewhere else and one minute clip here. And so if you, you like the you first minute, you all can't hear the rest of the song yeah, right that's away. Problem. So, yeah. But you have to find them, download them all and then put it together in order. Oh. Yeah. And then if you do that, what do you get? A song. A song. You see the whole video. <laughs> you get a uh, signed I think copy that that has a, a really good... That's actually a good idea, too. I think that's a really cool idea, um, especially with the fan base. That might that might be really exciting, especially with that with that kind of audience of being nerds and like uh, loving to do that kind of stuff. I think that's a good idea. Um, I want to see that through. Um, so now everyone, thanks for listening to the One Big Music Project. We're at the halfway point, so we're going to listen to 1982 um, by Color by Numbers from their album uh, Among the Stars. Uh, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bignesh, and we will be right back after listening to 1982. <laughs> Pay the bill 82 red 
special kind of sunlight that creeps through the windows in 
on 101.5 UMFM. This is the Winnipeg Music Project. Uh, we just finished listening to uh, 1982. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why that's so hard for me. Uh, from Among the Stars, an album by Color by Numbers. I'm here with Jared and Alex. Um, we're talking about your music and why you guys make music, right? Yeah. So I didn't ask before, um, but why the year 1982? Uh, <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> The song is just, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know why. It's just, that's when it was. That's just. It, that's when the story happened? Yeah, the story happened in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story is loosely based on um, on my mom, actually. Okay. Who might be listening to this right now. Hi, so, Alex's mom. Yeah, so if you are listening, hi. Um, <laughs> it's it's uh, loosely based in the sense that, like, the character, I think, is based on it. But all the experiences are mostly pretty different. Um. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's an impressionistic song, is the idea. It's like so here's this original character, and here's something akin to what they may have experienced, but it's uh, it's not like a a true retelling of her life or anything like that. Yeah. Just but inspired. at any rate, so I guess that's partially why I suppose because uh, because it would have been in her past. Oh, in her past. Okay. Yeah. In eighty two. In eighty two. Um, yeah. Or or before. Who or knows? before. Yeah. At some point in her life. Yeah. Um. I also just liked. Um, so you look a little young to be like having a love life. In oh yes, definitely not about me. No. <laughs> I also think um, I don't know. Have you ever seen like old videos from the eighties? They just have a certain look to them, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked I liked the way the sun looks in videos in the eighties. I don't know. It may, it's just a no, weird that thing, sense. That and sense. that's why they're in there. There's that line. It's uh, there's a special kind of sunlight that creeps through the windows in 1982. It's mm-hmm. just it has a certain like characteristic. To Always it. wondered about that line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, now you know. Now I know. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's like the part, yeah, gone now, That's though. part of how I think the songs come to me is just those single lines or those single ideas, and you can sort of structure something else around them. And so, so you have these one liners that will just come to you. Where do you keep them? In your head, or do you write them down, or do you immediately write a song about them? Or uh, no, it's more gradual. You, you know, it's maybe one line comes to me, and I'll try to remember it, or I'll forget it, and then maybe another one comes, and maybe it doesn't. But mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when it comes time to write lyrics, usually I'm able to to come up with uh, a sequence yeah. of lines. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm jealous. Lyrics are not my my strong point. Um, they're hard. They uh, are, yeah. And it's like it's great when they come together like that. And you're like this. Oh, it's magical. That's why I think, like, see, that's why, in a way, I find it easier to take an impression or an idea versus trying to create a whole song. Like, I didn't write this song with the like a narrative structure in mind. It was more, okay, here's an impression, here's a moment, here's the sunlight in 82, yeah. here's uh, a couple drinking Pepsis in an apartment. That came to me from a commercial, a Pepsi commercial, where there's, like, characters... A Pepsi commercial? A Pepsi commercial. They're drinking <laughs> Pepsis on a rooftop, and it's, like, just this silly commercial where they're just ecstatic because they're drinking Pepsis on a rooftop. Yeah, like, makes no sense, yeah. right? No one's that happy drinking Pepsis on a rooftop. That idea stuck in my mind and it just fit in the song, so I threw it in there as well. So that's why, rather than being like, okay, I'm going to come up with the whole story at once, it's more just piecemeal. Hmm. That's interesting. Together. Yeah. Yeah. We, should, we should try writing songs in each other's style. Yeah. yeah, that would be. Cool. You write some. I'll write a song full of uh, wordy lyrics with impressions, and you write a like big metaphor song. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll do it. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Wonderful. But you got three and a half minutes to work with. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, but go. you have six. But I have six. So that's the benefit. <laughs> um, so, are you guys a touring band, or do you plan on doing any touring in the near future? 
I would like to say yes, we are a touring band, mm-hmm. um, but we haven't done any extended uh, <laughs> tours. We've gone on a couple jaunts around the province here yeah, and there. To uh, Creighton last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, But I would really like to put together like a Western Canadian tour, which I'm I've taken over recently as band manager from Jared, who resigned in a huff. Just (laughs) just kidding. It wasn't in a huff. (laughs) But uh, I'm I'm thinking about trying to put something together for the summer. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, And what was the hesitation beforehand? What what? Was because because now you have a new album or why didn't you really kind of do like a big kind of tour with the, the EP or anything? Just never did. <laughs> I don't didn't know. Uh, get off the ground, I guess. That's okay. I think uh, we tried once to put something together, but it never really materialized. It's hard. Yeah. Like I like just like thinking about it gives me a little bit of like a sweaty anxiety because I just because we had like it's we, a lot. We played Creighton last summer. And we talked about the idea of driving out to BC uh, to visit a bunch of breweries. And along the way, play some shows, and then play the show in Creighton on the way back. And it was yeah. kind of we had this idea, but it never really. I think I had contacted a few venues and stuff, but it was really hard to like book dates. And I probably started doing it way too late because I think we wanted to do it in August, and I tried booking in like June, which mm-hmm. apparently you have to book sooner than that. Yeah, I've so. heard that. So I think just yeah, it just has it's just hasn't happened thing. yet. Okay. Yeah, and but this summer. I hope so. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fun. So yeah. I think maybe now is start was when you should that start. That would be yeah. Booking. Now's, now's the start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Booking the dates. Okay, so then, uh, what is your process with getting um, your shows and your gigs? Do you do you contact them? Do they contact you? What? How do you how do you sell Colorado numbers to get gigs? I mean, it's been a bit of a mix of both so far. Uh, at this point, I've been contacting different venues around the city and trying to set up shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I've recently set up a couple of shows with some other bands. Uh, so that's been one way of doing it. Um, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen, right? Like yeah, we, like we, played play. that, we played the Pyramid back in June with a band called Rooftop Static, and they just mm-hmm. emailed us out of the blue saying, hey, we found your music online, and we liked it. You want to play a show with us? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, Why not? They, they, they've been on the music project. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, wonderful. I forgot I was going to ask about that. Darn it. I hate when I do that. Because, like... <laughs> um, no, it's gone. Let's just move on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no problem. Um, when you're getting ready to perform, then do you guys have to deal with any kind of nerves or um, no. pre-show I, anxiety? I can't speak for anyone else in the band, but I don't. No. I love being on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I um, when I was younger, I worked at Famous Players. And I don't know if they still do it, but they used to have people who like announce the show beforehand. Oh, really? And so I used to do that when I worked there, and. That totally killed any stage fright I ever had. Oh, really? So I haven't had stage fright ever. Just got to announce movies. Yeah, you just got to learn how to announce movies. And I don't know that I totally believe you, Jared. <laughs> Not even kidding. Sometimes I think Jared's a little jittery, but I'm never. Well, nervous, okay. So. Maybe like if I'm. It's like, the adrenaline beforehand. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's that There's an that. anticipation, sure. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of like nerves, uh, not usually. I, th- I think we've been doing it for like quite a while and we've played a good number of venues and stuff where you feel pretty comfortable but yeah i mean it depends i guess on the context too yeah yeah you know like i actually like if you're playing a show to like nobody (laughs) and the bar staff is just looking at you like why are you here then it's kind of like yeah maybe i'm not not nervous but it's like i'd rather not be on stage right now (laughs) but that doesn't happen too often anymore that's oh good that's good i remember my question now um That it can also apply to nerves, I guess. But how, what advice would you give to um, maybe up and coming um, artists, or maybe even music makers who want to start making a band, maybe an alt rock nerd band? What advice would you be giving to, or give to them to create their own sound? Well, I would say I just 
play with as many people as you can as much as you can would be the best thing just make sure you're making music if you want to make yeah. music you just have to do it mm-hmm. you have to actively do it and do you mean just like jam nights or do you mean like working with different bands or what do you, yeah, like, do you mean by sure. as many people as possible whatever works i mean just don't just think about it you actually have to do it you know so, okay yeah just yeah. do it yeah like play yeah. with you know play your own songs with yourself or go to a open mic night or whatever or uh i mean just find some people if you can who have similar interests with you and and start playing with them Mm -hmm. that's how it was for me and jared anyway we just came into contact with one another we started playing music with one another and it just sort of went from there that's good Mm -hmm. it's actually crazy how powerful that just like one piece of advice can be like just do it um that's actually how i started performing someone told me just just do it and i did it and it was it's it honestly is the greatest thing just to like go up on stage and play your own music and have an, a, at least one person yeah, <laughs> <apply>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if it's just the bartender yeah. um oh, that's wonderful great uh really quickly talk about this possible lo-fi rock opera that you are possibly writing what is that so um we've come across this idea i don't know exactly but there's a character, and his name is Thaddeus, and he's a Winnipegger. And uh, I guess it started, I wrote this song called Thaddeus, and it's about him just sort of trying to play in a rock this band. This all started when you started going to those jam nights at the King's Hotel on Higgins. That's right. That's kind uh, of where the genesis of this is, I think. That's true, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I wrote a song sort of about my experience going to this uh, Sunday afternoon jam at the King's Hotel. Uh Church for the Bad Guys is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's at 3 p.m. if you want to go. Actually, I don't know if they still do it. But anyway, so, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's uh, just sort of this character. I wrote this song about this character. It goes to Jam Night. And from there, I think uh, I started writing other songs about the same character. And I kind of presented it to the band. And I was like, hey, I think there's something to this. The idea of maybe we write a, an album about a series of characters and the album has a story to it and uh so it sort of came up with this idea of maybe it's like a rock opera Mm -hmm. and when do you plan on possibly releasing that or playing it at a show maybe in the next couple years yeah Yeah, i think we also we talked about the idea of like doing like recording it on a super low budget sort of thing doing it all ourselves or at least with the help of somebody who kind of knows what they're doing but not like spending a lot of money or time on studio mm-hmm. um and then also the idea of perhaps like actually performing it as like um a theatrical rock opera piece when it's inevitably done at some point mm-hmm. cool, like yeah. a fringe or like yeah like yeah or something, like, cool yeah. Like that. i would love that so it's it's still very much a work in progress uh, progress uh but I really hope that we get it off the ground and Me make too. it come together because I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for you. So if, you, if, you're, <laughs> if, you're, if you're not excited, I'm excited for oh, you. Oh, yeah. You, okay. know, you can take so, my excitement. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. No, I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I've always wanted to record a rock opera. It's kind of been like ever since I listened to like Tommy and The Wall and stuff, it's been one of those things I've always wanted to do. So Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for you guys. So you guys have some upcoming shows in the near future so people who are listening can come and hear you jam out mm-hmm. uh, your hearts. Um, on November 9th, which is this Thursday, uh, you're playing at Club St. B at 8 or 9 p.m. We think not more 9 than 8. Probably. Okay, Probably so show Australian, up yeah. for 8 and just have a couple of drinks with your friends and then exactly. jam there out at go. 9. Yep. Uh, tickets are $10 mm-hmm. or cover, I should just say. Cover, yeah. um, I say tickets because classical music but cover uh you're also playing with the band confucia and easy trance that right? is right yep. are you excited for this show very i yep. am excited we haven't been uh played at club st b for a couple of years and i kind of enjoyed it there so mm-hmm. it should be fun it'll be it'll be a party so make sure you show up uh, you also have a show on saturday december 2nd at the garrick hotel which starts at 10 p.m a cover is five dollars and you're playing with almost insight and casualty 
Casualties or casualty? I'm not sure. I think it's casualties. (laughs) Tees, multiple? Yeah, there's more than one. More than one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Good. Which is very exciting. I will also include links to those event pages on the podcast. People who are listening, if you're on the podcast, you can find it there. Um, This has been great. So where can people find you on social media to follow and support you? Uh, Facebook. us everywhere. Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. We're too old for Snapchat. We don't understand okay. it. <laughs> uh, and you have Bandcamp as well. Yeah. yeah. If again, you Google color by numbers, you're going to find most of our color stuff. Color with a U. Yeah, the Canadian, Canadian spelling. spelling. I was going to ask you about that. You picked Canadian spelling. Are well, you we're ca- Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fair. It also, um, it stands out when you search it better than... Does it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. So if know. you Google color by numbers <laughs> band or something, you'll find our Manitoba music page. It's got mm-hmm. links to our Facebook. You can just search on Facebook as well. I think you can yeah. just search color by numbers on Instagram. But we we post quite actively on there. Or at least Jared does. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, find awesome. us on there. And I will include links to that as well on the pod, uh, podcast post. Cool. You can find it. Uh, we do have to wrap up the show. Unfortunately, it has been so wonderful talking to you guys. Thank you for coming down Thanks and sharing your us. insight. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having us. Actually. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. If you guys want to come back for your next album release, sounds maybe with good. the rest of the band, we can just hang yeah, out and perfect. talk about. Um, music Um, so this last song we're going to be listening to is Among the Stars which is also the album title what what was the inspiration for that piece okay I actually have something I think I can say about this one perfect Uh, yeah well the the idea here is is how hard it is to just live like an ordinary life like getting up in the morning going to work or going to school if you're going to school and just getting yourself through the day every day in a world that can seem fairly monotonous mundane fairly mundane but while sort of knowing that there's something bigger that it's more important than that but having trouble always finding that it's sort of the search for meaning in the everyday mundane world of life okay and so you are living a i guess or ordinary life among the stars or trying to find your place in the universe you know trying to find why it's important that you exist okay yeah, if that makes any sense. No, that's cool. I love it. I'm excited. Uh, and you wrote this one. Uh, how, how did you bring it to the band? Did you have it all planned out, or was it like before you said? This one was largely planned out, actually. Yeah, I had okay. sort of three. It's kind of like you're a classical music person, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like three movements almost. There's, oh, really? There's, well, there's like three sections to the song, and they each happen twice. Mm. So the song, if you cut it in half, like right down the middle, like each half will be kind of identical. Okay. Um, but so, yeah, it's just sort of three three movements or whatever. And uh, I just brought them to the band. And I was like, here's what we've got to work with. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is what you're it. playing. Awesome. Yeah. Wonderful. So, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash. I'm here with Jared and Alex from Color by Numbers. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and look find their music on Bandcamp. All of these links will be included are included on the podcast post on www.winnipegmusicproject.com. You can also listen to the podcast for free on Google Play and iTunes, as well as on umfm.com. Don't forget to follow Winnipeg Music Project on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter because I post things all the time. And I love to hear your feedback if you guys like who we're listening to over should never have them back on the show again. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. This is now Among the Stars. Whipping cream tea. You take the frozen aisle. I'll get the coffee. If that's all we need, we'd better be going. And then you and I can quietly confer.
Map 